Shalom of Rachav, as Hashem, we're learning Mishman Simon Lamed Beis, Sif Dalid, the halachas of the Oisiyos, of the letters of the Tfilin, and this is Shir number 72, Simon Lamed Beis, Sif Dalid. Sarech Shalai Tidbak Shum Ois Bechaverta. Of the halachas of writing the letters, one has to be careful that one letter is not touching the next letter. Every single letter has to be surrounded by the gvil. The gvil is the cloth, is the parchment. So, first the Mechavah tells us you have to make sure the letter is not touching. And then he tells us another important din, that every letter has to be surrounded by cloth, by the gvil. So you'll say, well, is not the same halach one and the same, that the first part and the second part, or why do you tell me something different? So you could have a scenario where, for example, let's say you have a letter at the end of a shura, at the end of a row, where it's not touching another letter, but it's not mukhaf gavil, because it's at the end of the parchment. So in that case, you would have to scrape off a little of the letter to make sure, if it's possible, to make sure that it's still mukhaf gavil. Says the Ramah, You should write a ksiva tama, a complete writing, that you should not be lacking. So the yud is the smallest letter, and it has a little line coming down the base of it, as well as the the Koitzim as well, that you see here in the picture, that you want to make sure you have these Koitzim as well that are coming out, little lines coming out from the front face of the Yod. It doesn't matter that the next line starts. Says the Ramah further, Lechadchilo Yichtoiv Ksiva Gasaksas. Ideally, you should write the letters a little thicker. So they shouldn't be quickly and easily erased because if it's very thin, there's a concern that it might crack and then it's going to be erased and you don't have a ksiva anymore. So too, it's a mitzvah to make them to make them look nice. Um, the outside of the letter, the inside of the letter, a letter, and that is Sif Dal. Let's take a look now at the Mishra Sif Continued Base. We said that to make sure that you don't have any two letters touching. If the letter is a large letter, So he says, you have a scenario as follows. You have letters that are large and that letters touching each other. So an example he gives over here is you have the the word lemar and the mem and the resh are touching the, the bottom part of the mem and then the bottom part of the resh they're touching so you can still see and read the word lemar it doesn't change what the word looks like you know sometimes you have it uh, it's very common by children when they write they bunch all the letters together or, or they make two large spaces it's either one extreme or the other extreme and it just, Pasha doesn't look like a word. You don't know 
what are they saying over here? In this case, the word Leymar is still visible. But you have the mem, the bottom part of the mem, like the, the front of vav of the mem, is touching the bottom part of the resh. So here, the Mishra says, there are those that will matir, will say it's kosher, to scrape away. Now, this is a very important halach, which we had last week as well. Scraping away is not ksiva, is not writing. This is very important. We're going to learn these halachas. We're going to say it numerous times throughout these halachas. To scrape something away is not how you write. Ksiva means to add ink and to form the letter. Scraping away is used when you want to correct something. So here, since the letter is lamed aleph, men, and then the resh already clearly visible, when I'm just separating the two, there are those that say it's kosher, and those that say it's, it's not kosher. It's possible. So, you have machlekes over here. And Achreinim says, that this is still a problem, and you have to separate them. You have to scrape away the place that is connected. And the Mishra explains that since the letter is not going to be changed because you clearly see the Mem and you clearly see the Resh, it's not going to create a, a halachic problem when they scrape it away that, oh, now I just formed the letter. So that's not the case because it's already there beforehand. So we said every single letter has to make sure it's not touching the next letter. And like we said earlier, even the last letter of the row of the column has to be surrounded on all four sides with the gvil, with the parchment. And if it does not have cloth on all four sides, it's not going to be kosher. As the Gemara tells us, even if the kites of the yud is is not completely surrounded by by the by the cloth, just looking at the picture here to show it to you, that little tiny black ink, which is might be hard for you to see on the computer. That itself has to be surrounded by cloth. Now, there is an etza, there's a solution here. If you scrape away a little amount, and you still have the kites, you still have the little arrow, the little uh, thorn, if you will, the kites, the thorn of, of, the, of the ice, then it's still kosher. This we discussed further in Sif Yud Zayin as well as more more Marichas uh, as well as Simen Lamed Vav. Simen Lamed Vav is the simen that discusses the Oisi Ois. It's not a difficult simen. It's a very geschmack simen, very enjoyable simen. And it goes through the different letters, how, how we form the letters. Now we also said it has to be Ksiva Toma. The Hainushla Yichtoi Beisin Chof and Chof and Beisin Zayin Nunin Zayin. So basically like this. Sometimes you look at a letter. You're reading a safer, and you're not sure, is that a hey or a ches? Right? You see, it's, it's written too small, or sometimes, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, sometimes my children, my little children come home from school, and the, the teacher, the motor, they use a certain font, 
it's hard to see it's a ches or a hey. It's hard to see. I mean, I know what the word is because I know what the word is, but it's a posture, it's hard to see. So here you want to make sure that the base looks like a base, the chaf looks like a chaf, and not vice versa. The nun looks like a nun, and the zayin looks like a zayin, and that there should be no shilas of what are the other ones, what are these letters. Now, the reason why you use chaf, base, and vav, zayin, because these letters can be mistaken as for the other letters. Sifkatin tes vav, the koitzel shul yud, so we said that the kites of the yud that when you make a toma, a complete letter, the yud has to have the kites as well. Hainu oikits. Oikits is a stem. So that's how they're finding a kites is a stem. Oikits small shall hayud. The left side, the left oikits of the of the yud. And in the in the pictures over here. In the Paralacha from Rav David Hershlita, you see very clearly that in the Kites of the Yud, he's talking about the two lines, the two stems that are coming up and down at the edge of the Yud. And then you have the regular Yamanis is the right leg that comes down. Now, if the right leg would come down too long, that dude would turn to a vav. And if it continued coming down too long, so that, that vav would turn into uh, a, a possible nun, um, or maybe even a, if it's the yud, if it has an elongated head, it could look like a chafsaifis. Okay? Because, because it's coming down too long. Now, that's obviously very far from what a yud looks like. But we're just explaining over here. Really, many of the letters are an extension of the of the original form of one letter, which, as we'll see more in Simon Lamed Vav. Says further in in Sifkat in Tes Zayin that the Ramah says, he has to have the tagim. Tagim are the crowns on top of the letters. Now, which letters? Receive the crowns. So there's an acronym of Shatnis Gates. Shin, Ayin, Tes, Nun, Tzadi, Shatnis, Gates, Gimel, Tzadi, Sophis. The end of Tzadi. Now it's only Chatchila. If you did not put the Tagim on the top, so Bidyevid. According to the majority of scheme, it's still kosher, as we'll see in Mr. Shem and Sif, Simen Lamed Vav, Sif Gimel. Now these, by the way, these tagim are what we're talking about when we say that Rebbe Kiva, Darshan Dao, Tili, Tili, all these different halachas, all these thousands of halachas from the tagim. Now, you and I look at these tagim, we see a line. You see halachas? How do you see a halacha from a tagim? Okay, so we have to have the vision of the great Rebbe Kiva. But that's, that's what we're discussing over here. Okay, so that was Sif Dalid, just to review Sif Dalid. And for those listening, and I understand many people are listening to Shirm while they're driving. The Maisa, when you have time, when you're not at a red light, that's not a safe time to do it. 
Open the Sefer, look at the pictures. It's really going to help tremendously to understand what we're discussing here. The main points are that the letters cannot be touching. That's number one. Number two, it has to be kuloi, totally surrounded by cloth, even if it's at the edge of the row. You have to shave off a little. We also said that there's a machlekes if if the letters are visible even without even without shaving off anything like the mem and the reish, the bottom part of the mem and the, and the bottom part of the reish are touching. We said lechatchilo machlekes over there. You have to shave off that piece as well. We also mentioned that shaving off a letter is scraping off a letter is not a ksiva, so it's not a problem if you go say go kilshleikaseder because we had discussed. That writing shleikah seder creates a halachic problem, which passes by tefillin and mezuzah, but not by sefer Torah. We continue with sifhei. Sifhei will tell us that if you do not write the tefillin, do you not write the mezuzahs with the correct hand, it's going to be possible. Okay? Or you have a scenario where you can use it. But b'diavad without a bracha. Let's see what the mechaber tells us. Tzarich sheyichtoiv biyaminoi afilu imushelat b'shteyadov. You have to write the tefillin with your right hand. That's number one, because we're saying you're writing. Even if you are an ambidextrous, even if you can write with two hands, your right hand and your left hand, but you have to write with your right hand. V'imkasa b'small. What happens if this person wrote with his left hand? So the mechaber says it's psulim. It's mamish pasul. So let's say you have a scenario. You say, like, well, why would he write with his his, his left hand? He's a he's ambidextrous. Of course, he'll write with his right. What happens if he hurt his right hand? He hurt his right hand. So for a few weeks, he's not able to use his right hand. So he'll say, oh, you know, I'm nice. I'm, I'm an ambidextrous. So the next few weeks, I'll use my left hand. So Mechab will say that's not a good idea. If it's if it's possible to find others that were written with your right. Then those with the left are possible. Vitiyad and a lefty, vitiyad small day have you min. A lefty, his left hand is like the right hand of righties. Says the Mishra Sifkot Niyazayin Sheichtoi Biyaminoi. The ain't derech siva bismal, because that's not the right way to write with your left hand. Now, obviously, he's talking about a righty. So righty for him to write with his left hand is not is not correct. One of my boys a few years ago he he broke his right hand and he learned how to write a little with his left hand because for a few months he had he had to wear a cast so that's exactly what he's saying here no it's not going to work what did last is is a tick in the small the enon haksiva is the apostle so to let's he has to fix something you have to fix something a little here a little there and you use the left hand it's possible that's what he's telling us i will have to negotiate near the kosher i feel a bit small now to separate letters it's the same yisoid that we've been discussing previously. To separate letters, that's not a problem. To scrape away, to use your left hand, that's not a problem. Because you're not, once again, you're not writing. That's not called oksiva. In similar metas, we'll also, similar case where we're going to be machshir, people who are apostle, we'll see that in the dear Shalot they explain, he says not only to separate the letters, there's a very big Kiddush, in my opinion, that the Be'er tells us. That not only to separate letters, 
But even if the two letters, the two the two letters are too far apart, that to some degree it looks like separate words. So explains the Berolacha over there in Similamites. So what the person did was he extended the letters to connect them to look like one word. You hear this? It's permitted to be done through someone who is not allowed to write because it's not called that he really wrote something. He extended a written letter. To extend a written letter, even though now it's going to create a scenario without those two letters, now those word, the word is filled in. It looks like one word now. It's not halachically called ksiva. It's a big chiddush, no? Okay. Sif Yudches, you say you cannot write with your small, with your left hand. That's when the person is only a writing. So here the Mishru explains if you are an abidextrous, small is kosher. So he is he, the Mishru is learning that if you can write with two hands, with your right hand and your left hand, so he says it is kosher. He brings the the, the source in this Magen Avram, based on Gemara and Shabbos Daf Kuf Gimel. The Hashal b'Shtei Yadav the Kasha b'Small is Chayiv. Mochach Shederich Ksivahu Wadin the Kasha Linen Stam. So what's what's the Makar? The source is that Gemara and Shabbos in the laws of not writing on Shabbos. If you write two letters on Shabbos, it's Chayiv and the Rice. So explains. The Gemara, that a person who is ambidextrous, and he writes with either one of his hands, the left hand, he writes the two letters, he's chayiv. So the Magin Avram wants to learn from there. So you see that that's called a ksiva. If it's not called a ksiva, he wouldn't be chayiv. <coughs> because uh, he says further, and even if he's only a writer, Let's say you can't find any other tefillin. You should put on these tefillin, but don't make a bracha. Don't make a bracha on these tefillin. Put them on, but don't make a bracha. So this is a scenario that you find sometimes. We discussed this in the past, where sometimes people, they're not a pure ambidextrous. They're not, they can't do everything with the right hand and the left hand. They write with the right hand and they do everything with the left hand. They write with the left hand and they do many other things with the right, with the right hand. So what hand should this person write with? And the answer is this person should not be a cipher. He should not be a cipher. Look what he says. Because the prima godam shenachon lechatchila shaloi lekabla lecipher. But the other ain't lesser. But the other we're not going to answer. But lechatchila this person should do something else. But he should not be a cipher. He's not. He's not a bona fide ambidextrous. Now, the the came over here discuss that such a case like this, if he did write tefillin, he would have to tell the person who's buying, who's selling the tefillin to, that these tefillin were written by somebody. Who is not a pure ambidextrous, and he wrote with the other hand. He has to, he has to be aware of this. When a person is selling something that is not 
that is not in the regular realm of the halachas, it has to be brought to the attention of the one who's purchasing these tefillin. Siv in yudtes. So what about a lefty, a pure lefty? Yad, small day, you have a yimin. Alkein im So now if the lefty writes with his right hand, so that's also possible now. It's the same situation. It's going to be possible. So he says further, Alkeinim kasa b'yimin is possible. It might be small da'almot, just like the right he writes with his left hand. And of course, you should try to find others if it's possible. Kosov, Rav Menachem Azariah. Person, the interesting talent he had, he wrote, he was able to write, fill in, whatever you want to call it, with his mouth. He held the quill with his mouth. Very talented. However, halachically, it's possible. Everyone agrees that this is not the way to write with one's mouth. In this case, it's even possible if you can't find any others. Until now, we were saying it's possible, put it on with that bracha. No, this has nothing to do with it. That's not called a ksiva. He's a talented individual, don't get me wrong. But it's not a ksiva. So he says a person writes with his regal, his foot, is compared to a person who writes with his left hand. So if a person is a righty, he writes with his left hand, we said what? We said it's not good. Unless he can't find any other ones, they should put on without a bracha. So a similar case also, once again, a person writes with his regal, with his foot. So these are the two halachas that we discuss over here today. The letters should not be touching. It has to be totally mukhaf gvil. Every single part of the letter should be a little thicker, not thin. As well as over here in Sif, hey, a person has to write with a dominant hand. If he's a righty, write with the right hand. If he's a lefty, write with the left hand. And the ambidextrous should write with the right hand. If you wrote with the left hand, we said there's uh, leniency on this. It could be okay. Because uh, it could be chayv and Shabbos still. However, a person who is not a bona fide ambidextrous should not be writing tefillin. It's a shame to continue tomorrow with sirtut, with making the lines on the tefillin.